Hi, welcome to episode 29 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here with my co-host Molly. Today we're going to be talking about a post from the publication called It's Time to Do Some Weeding in Your Mind and that is by Christine Bradstreet. Hey Molly, how are you doing? Hey Alicia, I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome. So what did you think about Christine's post today? Yeah, um, I liked it. I liked it very much because, um, yes, it's a topic that doesn't really get uh, read or written about very much. So I I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a really good post. Like, have you found yourself in particular times in your life having to weed out some old beliefs of yours? Yeah, all the time. That's uh, something I have to do. Even today, I have to still do that. Yeah, I actually wrote a bit about this the other day. I was talking about how some of the things growing up in regards to religion, politics, things like that, I had to let go of some of those beliefs as I got older because I realized they weren't necessarily true. And I had to kind of formulate my own system of beliefs. And even that, you know, has to be changed and I had to check it, you know, frequently. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everything we kind of are as a human being or ego or, or self is in a way kind of constructed by stories and by beliefs and by, um, yeah, by origin stories and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's very powerful if you don't realize what it's, what's going on. So do you think there is any actual truth or is it all just things that we formulate over time? Uh, that's very deep, right? But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think there's like a truth deep inside. There, there should be a truth that is... Uh, always true it is like eternal and and always the truth but um it's very deep to 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 get there in a way because there's so much uh, fake stuff and and even some sometimes real stuff but some some things that that uh limit you from from getting there yeah because that's one of the things i feel like i feel like we all started out with the truth like when we were born but then over the years we slowly got further and further away from that and so we just completely lost quote unquote the light or whatever the truth was. So that's my thought on that. Um, but, yeah. mm-hmm. Sometimes but, it's also helpful, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's also helpful to, to, to limit ourselves or limit society in a way. For instance, I mean, like um, you see in modern societies that uh, aggression rates uh, is, is uh, um, lowering every, every year. Because, like, for instance, like, 1,000 years or 10,000 years ago, you could just walk out there and get slaughtered by anybody. That doesn't happen that much anymore because there are rules and laws and, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's good to have uh, to limit our natural self in a way. That's true. But, you know, like, with the media, you wouldn't think that the aggression rate is lowering. You would think that it would be increasing. That's the odd thing, despite what the yeah. factual is portrayed as something differently interesting but we talked already about media and and the stories they paint of course Mm -hmm. it's easy for them to uh, make you fearful and and uh, point you point you on the negative things so um yeah that's one of the things you don't have to do is listen to the media and the media is in a way also um uh limiting our beliefs or um yeah pointing against something so yeah it's, it's very uh very interesting what you say now Right. And what's also like interesting in society is just how like belief systems are so divisive. Like people believe so strongly in something that they're willing to like fight and die for it. And at the end, like Christine Brashi was saying in one of her other posts that everything is made up. Like everything is just 
uh, construct of the things that we grew up around in our environment. So it's, it's weird that we're just so stuck on those things. Most people aren't willing to examine their beliefs. Most people are pretty stubborn with them. I mean, her story and the other story is interesting. She talks about um, like that uh, piece of metal, right? Mm -hmm. with, with the white strip and that you're just on the white stripe and that you're just looking at it and that everybody knows what it means. It means that you have to stop. Yeah. So it's something you know, culturally ingrained that is um, nature. But the thing is, like, in a way, most of those beliefs are like a safety blanket, right? Like your culture. It's very, it's very comforting to, for instance, in my culture, to walk down the street, say something, and, and you know, utter some sound, voices or sounds, and people know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. You say hi, people say hi back. Suppose that wouldn't be, if that wouldn't be there, and you had to figure out with every human being again how to approach him, and you know what I mean? That would be very exhausting. So in a way, in a way, it's normal or it's easy to see why those things came to came to pass because in the aggregate or in, in like in the long term, they, they help. Most of them help, not all of them, of course. Yeah, I think, well, like you said, most people want to feel safe and secure. So that's why we have this need or feeling that we need to make up beliefs. Um, but it's like, I think in society, I think like, you know, the whole like, politics, like Democrat, Republican, you know, just religious, Catholic, Muslim, those type of things, it can be very divisive, even though it's comforting to have that. I'm not saying anyone should not have that, but people are so hard stuck in their beliefs sometimes, or they're not willing to look outside that and try to understand someone else in a different circle. Yeah, I get what you mean in a way about, about that being divisive, mm -hmm. but in a way it also unites people because of course, it's, for instance, divisive if you put the, the Muslims against Catholics right. or the Muslims against the Christians, that right. But look at the Christians as a whole. That's like one billion people who all have the same more or less belief. So in a way, you could also say like it, it, divide, it unites people. It united, for instance, uh, let's say um, Germany. It united Germany, for instance. That whole country had the same, um, it's not Catholic, it's uh, Protestant uh, religion. So religion has, of course, the power to divide or divide, but also has the power to unite. So, for instance, um, you could. We, we're now in like an intermediate stage, but you could, like, for instance, in two or three hundred years, um, mm -hmm. think of a, a global religion that unites all the people, and that's possible. That's the only way to unite everyone is by finding a, a religion at all, a religion or, or a mindset or whatever that uh, that uh, unites all people. So I wouldn't always think uh, on the on the, the negative side. Well, do you think that's the answer that we find one global something to unite people because everyone is unique in a certain way? Yeah, well, the way I look at it, uh, everything is a story, right? Religion is a story, laws are a story, um, even uh, science is in, in a way a story. Everything is so what you want to do if you want to unite uh, 7 billion people is find a story that works for everyone. And I know people are now like, no, religion is more than a story. But if you think about it, it is a story. Um, because, for instance, like, think of Mormonism, like 500 years ago, it didn't even exist. So it's a story that, that started like 200 years ago, 100 years ago. Um, so anyway, everything is a story. So you, find, you have to find a story that works for all of us. I think that's the way out to unite everyone on the planet. 
I mean, that would be an interesting story. I have no idea. I mean, there are common themes like with humanity, like love, um, relationships, those type of things are, are common. Friendship, I can't think, well, I wouldn't be the one to think of like a whole unifying theme to, that everyone couldn't be under. Like for instance, um, I don't want to go too, um, too crazy on, on this uh, podcast, but for instance, there are so many stories in all the, the cultures of the flood, right? The floods. So the flood stories are like, uh, in all the ancient cultures, is there some kind of story? Oh, like so no that means, yeah, that means that archetype or that like that meta story, let's say, is very strong. So, for instance, you could build a, a, one story or religion or whatever you call it around things like that. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of those those archetypes in in, in all different cultures uh, in the world around us. But do you think everyone needs to believe the same thing? Don't you think that differences are sometimes what makes, and I know it's also divisive, like you said, but the positive part of it also makes us unique. So I don't think we need to believe the same thing. I just think that we don't need to fight about our differences. Yeah, but that, that's gets, that gets very messy very fast. If you say like everybody can do whatever he wants and that's great. But then you come out with things like people who say like, yeah, but I want to shoot. I want to shoot everybody I see on site. Right. That's one person says like, yeah, that's my freedom. Another says like, yeah, but I don't want to eat meat and I don't want everybody else to eat meat. You know what I mean? Uh, in a way, the only way I, I think is to let 7 billion people uh, coexist in peace is to find a way to, for all of them to, to share one global story, let's say. I mean, again, here with the story. So um, that doesn't mean that everybody has to be the same. I'm not saying that, but there has to be some kind of, uh, yeah, global theme that unites them all. Yeah. And so there's also a part of uh, Christine's piece where she talks about one of the weeds that she had to pull out of her life was being an overachiever. So what do you think about that part where she talks about being a bad habit and she had to kick it? Yeah, I like that because, for for instance, we, we talk about a lot about, or I talk a lot about high achievers and high achieving. And uh, I like that she talks about overachieving because overachieving is the word in itself already means that you're doing something too much, right? It's not the same as being a high achiever because, like I've talked or written about it in a previous post, being a high achiever is really being aligned with your purpose and being the best you can, in my view. That's mm-hmm. what I think. So an overachiever is then more someone who just uh, does things that probably um, are not totally aligned with what they really are, with their purpose, and just, um, yeah, um, burning themselves out. That's also something, a theme that uh, I've I written about um, previous time, uh, in previous times. So, yeah, I, I like that she makes that distinction. And, and also that she says, like, overachieving is, is never worth it. And I believe that, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Like overachieving, I believe, leads to burnout a lot. And I've done that in the past myself. Like, but like, you know, now I just, I don't want to spend my whole life working all day, every day. That's like not my goal. Um, like sometimes you do have to have periods of where you really they put your head down and work hard, but I can't be like some of these people who are just 20, you know, 18 hours a day are doing one single thing. Like I want to also enjoy my life too. And that may be enjoyment for them, but it looks a little bit different for me. So that would be me just trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I couldn't do that either, but I see myself working for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But of course, 
uh, what I call working is not really working, right? right. It's like writing is, is writing is fun. Doing this is not work for me. Like my trading is not works for me. So I could do that uh, mm-hmm. until I'm 85. But yeah. uh, I agree with you, like sitting 18 hours at a desk and doing something for someone. No, that would not be ideal. Yeah. And then she talks about the importance of just being able to be satisfied at times and enjoying the moment, being patient. What do you think about that part? Yeah, of course. I mean, honestly, uh, everything she talks about is really spot on. That's also something, yeah. Being in the moment, it's the easiest thing to to talk about or the easiest thing in, in, in theory, but in practice, it's, it's very hard to do. But if you get there, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really nice thing to to do. It's, it's unbelievable. That's true. Yeah, and she says also, like, you are already good enough. Things are good enough. I think a lot of time overachievers feel like they have something to compensate for. So I felt in the past, like, I'm not good enough. Like, I need to get this extra course or this grade. And I was pushing myself, pushing myself because I didn't think what I was already doing was good enough. And so, like, I have moved away from that now. Like, all I want to do is get to a point where I can spend more time with kids and be financially free. So, I mean, that's pretty much the end goal and to help people along the way, of course. So, yeah, I've definitely changed my outlook a little bit. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. But for instance, I mean, like, maybe she thinks or maybe she thought in the past, like, I need to do that and then only then will I be enough. Will Can I love myself, right? And the thing is, you, for, you always have to love yourself like you are, like now in the present, the, that version of you, that is how you have to love. And everything else, I mean, is optional, like, you know, success and whatever. If you don't love you who, who you are now, yeah, that's uh, never going to end well. Right, it has to start with you, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go back to her regular post. Okay, so what are some of the other weeds or things that you've had to take in out of your life? What are some of the beliefs that you've had to turn out of your life? Well, there, there are a lot, of course, right? For instance, um, there's a belief that um, to be successful yourself, or I had that for a long time, to be successful myself, I had to... Um, I mean, I had to be more successful than others and I had to sabotage others, right? That was one thing I thought, like uh, you have to take something away from others to become rich yourself, something like that. That's a limiting belief. Yeah, and that's um, another one. Is, yeah. yeah, so that's that's right there. A lot of people still think that. So that's something I had to get, get, away, get away from. <laughs> so now I draw, for instance, if, if my friend or colleague does better than me, that's great for me used to think like oh my god that's bad for me right what do you think caused you to start examining your beliefs like how can people because some people don't even realize they are like just so set in their ways and they don't they just don't see anything else like this is the only way and they don't realize they're being like that so how would you say someone could kind of examine like what their current beliefs are honestly um whatever works for you is great for me i mean i I wouldn't recommend people to to throw everything out because most of the things uh, will keep them uh, sleep at night. If you know what I mean, like if you keep away, if you start um, um, uh, getting at uh, the base of who you are and starting doing away with ego and with your status and with your friends and with your money, uh, it goes dark very fast. Not everybody can can deal with it. So I mean, if 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 your life works, then 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 you shouldn't shouldn't mess with it. But of course. 
uh, for me, it didn't work out. So I, I was not happy. I was not living my purpose. And that's when I uh, really thought about uh, what is a weed and what is helpful in my life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you have to be careful with things like that. Sometimes, I mean, I saw a video the other day and, and, and a guy said, like, there are too many life coaches in the world. And I was like, at first, what does he mean? But in a way, he's right. I mean, life coaching is very... I mean, it's, if you're a good life coach, coach that, that's amazing. But you have to be careful because there are a lot of people out there who just talk and talk and talk and say things to, to people like, yeah, you should do that, you should that, without even done it themselves. And they can get people in, in bigger trouble than they ended up with. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing for beliefs is that you examine them and make sure you've come to that conclusion on your own, too. Because I yeah. think most people are just accepting you know, whatever's been told to them, you have to make sure that is actually your belief and not something that you're just saying or you learned on the internet or just heard someone else say, like you have to kind of pick some things apart and see, okay, what, is this good or is this bad? Because I think society right now, especially in the United States, is a lot of division right now. And I mean, yeah. a lot of positive things going on too, but people need to start examining their beliefs and try to unify instead of being dividing. Yeah, that's true. But for instance, what I sometimes do is like, if I think I have a belief that I don't know where it comes from and if it does make sense, I just flip it. I look at the opposite thing and I start thinking what happens if I do the opposite. And if the opposite is something that also works and I'm like, okay, so there's no real truth in it, right? Mm -hmm. if, I, if I do the opposite and it's something that really obviously is very bad for me, then I'm like, okay, maybe there's something in that, that belief that I have. So in a way, you have to really be careful about what you do, but like there are little things you can do. You can try to experiment sometimes. Like for instance, um, I read in the comments someone who says like he had to believe that he couldn't and he had to get out of bed by 9.30. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, you can experiment with that, right? You can get up at five, you can get up at 10 and see what works best for you. And after a while, you will find out. For instance, for me, I figured out my sleep schedule now. I need um, 10 hours of sleep. I can't do it. I mean, and, and, and I know that society says like, that's a lot, right? Eight hours is normally um, a belief, right? What you should probably do. But for me, 10 hours works and everything else doesn't work. So you have to figure out that for your own. And if you figure out, if you find something that works for you, well, then, you know, then uh, whatever else people say about it, well, doesn't really matter because you know what works and you know what doesn't work. Right. And I think what you're saying, definitely that's true. Because you're just, I mean, those things aren't going to be hurtful to anybody else and just clarify I guess I was more referring to best things like racism things against religion against gender else you know sexualism stuff like that that's all I was referring to like just our beliefs around that I think people need to start taking a look at how they've established the things that they they're thinking and try to pick those apart and see if maybe they can see the other side of the coin like you were saying okay yeah yeah, there are many things like that, for instance. I mean, there's now a whole discussion about uh, food debate. Like, do you have to be a vegan? Do you have to be a paleo? Do you have to be a, a carnivore? I mean, all of that is something you really, first of all, have to be careful for. You cannot follow anybody just blindly. So you have to figure out what you're doing. And then also start small experiment. Look what works for your body and look what doesn't work for your body. And it's the same with those things like uh, sexism and racism and all those things you talked about. Mm -hmm. um, you have to do your own thinking, right? You can't also your thinking or otherwise you're going you're gonna to get in, in real, real trouble. Right. Um, what I usually find is that, I mean, 
I stated before, I uh, stopped watching mainstream media, I think by now two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the decision I could ever make because now I really have to think on my own and, and like the mainstream media is really, uh, yeah, it's really a bit poisonous, addictive. Yeah. That's it's not, not good for you. It's joke. I agree. And like something, there's something I've been avoiding, like even looking into because I just keep hearing like a little bit here and there about this situation that's going on um, in current events. I've been avoiding it. And finally today I looked it up and like, it is a very real situation, but it was like depressing. Like I don't want to live thinking about these negative things. I mean, they do have to be addressed, but it can definitely poison you. If that's all you're focused on all the time is all the, the negativity in the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, right? Your, your mind is the most powerful resource you have. And if you focus constantly on negative things, first of all, you're going to make those happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're not going to be in a, in, a, in a great place. I mean, some people would say, yeah, but it's the truth. You have to, you have to, you have to watch uh, or you have to uh, be, f- um, yeah, I know how I would say, you have, to, uh, you have to know the truth at all times. But I'm not always, I don't always agree with it because they're like, the truth is like, there's so much happening on the spending at this time that you never know of. So you can you can choose to focus on what you want. That's my point. You don't have to focus on the negative things because they're also happening a lot of positive things. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever makes whatever helps you sleep at night, whatever does the thing, whatever works, right? Yeah. Um, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts on Christine's original post? Yeah, <laughs> I think we... Uh, Kind of went uh, in the rabbit uh, through the rabbit hole a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked her her piece, and I mean, it's a testament to her piece that we get to have such discussion out of it and, and talk about very interesting concept. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think she's a she's a clear thinker too. I mean, she yeah. she she gets to the to the point very easily, and she like with the weeding, that's a nice metaphor to to write about. So. Um, she she does. By the way, on that topic, I mean, this is probably off topic, right? But she talks about weeds and that weeds. Um, well, how does she say it? Weeds uh, choke out or they block the light and they right. take out nutrients for the for the plants. But then, in my view, sometimes weeds can be helpful too. Hmm. In my view of, of culture, and, and yeah, because for instance. Like you suppose you, you would uh, grow tomatoes and you grow tomatoes and then there's a, a wheat crop around your tomatoes that tells you what's wrong with the soil. So wheat is not always not only a bad thing if you can uh, if you can uh, work with it if you see what it what it means and you I mean look it's off topic right but um, no, sometimes sometimes wheat can help you in a way. Yeah, depending on how you look at it. So I think would you still have to pluck them though if it tells you what's wrong with the soil? You have to. You still have to do something with it. I don't say you. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying you have to pluck it. Sometimes it just means uh, putting a, a sister herb or something like that. Uh, but that's like uh, permaculture stuff. I don't. I'm not going to go into that. But uh, yeah, sometimes weeds. Weeds are part of the system too. That's the thing. The universe is perfect. Weeds are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, in them too. Uh, the haters are there for a reason. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good place to end. If you guys liked this discussion, please make sure you check out Christine's post. It's called It's Time to Do Some Weeding in Your Mind. And she has about two or three other good posts that she links to in those in this post that are actually really good, too. And otherwise, thank you guys for listening. 
If you like this episode, give us some claps and anchor and follow us, please. And we will see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye.